Hi, I'm Claire and I'm from a specialist at market research agency in youth, kids and family. We're based in London uh, and we're also proud sister company to Generation Media also, part of that uh, group. Um, I'm the associate director at um, iGen, been there a um, little over kind of 14 months or so. Um, in terms of this particular uh, project that I'm going to be talking about today, this was some research that we did um, in collaboration with Sky Media. Sky uh, were particularly interested in the, the kind of preschool market because at the time there was a real kind of uh, gap, industry gap, in terms of the knowledge for preschool uh, behaviour. Because of course some of the really, real kind of big instruments that we use to measure uh, TV and audience such as your, your barbs and your, your TGIs just don't go uh, that low in terms of data. So it was a real sense of wanting to build a better picture of that market. But also how Sky themselves and of course their clients that they work with can better engage uh, with that market. So in terms of uh, the, the kind of things that we wanted to explore when it comes to the preschool market, we were looking uh, at the kind of consumer behaviour, so that's the who, the what, the where, the whens, the hows, all those kind of core uh, questions, but also to get underneath that. So what are those drivers and motivations that trigger those behaviours with their uh, media usage? <coughs> We also wanted to understand that um, impact of advertising cut-through uh, in terms of engagement with um, preschoolers and their main carers, but also looking at when, what makes effective messaging, was it, what is it that grabs uh, their attention the most and how does that influence their uh, caregiver. Now when I talk about um, main carer or, or caregiver, in actual fact the natural fallout was 4% males, 96% women, so I'll, I'll predominantly use the word mum uh, within that context. Uh, and from this study we spoke to just over a thousand uh, mums within the UK and we took uh, what we call a mixed method approach. So in research you'll often hear words you know, quant quantitative and qualitative. So from a qualitative uh, perspective we were looking to kind of get the whys and also as a kind of a scoping exercise to understand the behaviour. We started off with something called digital ethnography um, and it's, it's basically observational behaviour. That, that's kind of what we mean by ethnography. And this is an app which mum can download onto her phone uh, and looking at uh, their viewing behaviour over a two-day period, so a weekday and a weekend, we looked at how her preschooler engages um, with uh, kind of TV media. So mum will answer a, a set number of questions. She'll also be posting videos uh, and, and photos about her child interacts with it. And that's fantastic because you can see it in the home, whether they're out, out and about, on the go. Uh, so it just gives you that kind of real kind of um, insight into that, that actual behaviour. We then spoke with these mums, so there were 12 mums all together, and we then had interviews with them. So we've seen their behaviour, we've looked at their diaries, okay, so what are the triggers uh, behind that? We also had focus groups with mums. Uh, the focus groups uh, were for two reasons. One was looking and trying to understand that mutual viewing. Uh, so what it is it that engages with their preschooler? How does that um, interplay with their mum? And then also looking at it from a messaging viewpoint. So what is it that grabs their preschooler's attention? And what's the difference between the devices as well? You know, is there a certain device which has you know, more of an impact than others? And then finally, it was quantifying um, that result, so looking at the, the facts and figures from a nationwide perspective. 
Now, when we think about preschoolers, uh, this age group that we're talking about were 12 months to just under four years. So that's just a three-year age gap, which doesn't sound like a lot. But in terms of developmental stages of a child, it's, it's huge. I mean, you're going from a child of about one who's just about standing up by themselves, maybe walking a little bit, has one or two syllables, uh, and a, a kind of up to about you know, 300 words or so. And then to the upper end of those children who are just you know, ready to go to school, they're dressing themselves, they've got a rich vocabulary, um, they're understanding more about you know the social uh, structures around them um, you know so, so, so there's a massive uh, difference in that and of course not only is there physical aspects there so of course the younger end they're not actually able to hold a tablet themselves you know so that, that's going to play a big role in terms of what media they use um, for the older children in terms of their you know their vocabulary and cognitive development they're much more likely to be triggering behavior behaviors themselves what is true for all of these children is mum is the gatekeeper. She is the gatekeeper for entertainment. And often the entertainment that she uses on other screens is going to be originating from what she sees on TV. So that's the kind of what she uses, her point of reference. So with all that in mind and in the context of that, the, the kind of the overall narrative uh, from this study is that yes, mum and preschoolers are using multiple devices, but TV uh, remains the most dominant medium that uh, she's accessing for content. And it's also the one that's most effective in engaging preschool mums mutually viewing with her children. And we'll come on to talk about that quite a bit in terms of this mutual viewing. So when it comes to um, entertainment, screen-based entertainment, um, regardless of device, these are the top two drivers that trigger usage. First of all, it's about keeping uh, the child busy um, while mum needs to get on with jobs in the house. So there's a very practical reason. It's about convenience. Um, that, that's kind of the, probably the most um, tangible driver. From an emotional viewpoint, it's all about we can do this together. It's about that active engagement. It's about spending time with her child and doing something that they both enjoy together. So there is that very much the kind of emotional aspect as well for mum. Each screen, of course, has its own benefits. And the, the order of these screens is actually based on screen size uh, rather than uh, kind of preference for them. So if we think about TV, first of all, what are kind of the core uh, benefits for mum? Well, it's convenient for a start. It's central to their routine in terms of time of day and what's going on. And of course, routine is so important in those development stages uh, for a child. Um, it's centered around family. It's a shared device. It's that time that they can come together. It's that real anchor in the home. Um, but it's also a mood uh, improver, actually, for children. Mums were saying, you know, if the child's feeling a little bit upset or is in a bit of a, you know, off balance, then actually TV is really great for that kind of chill out time. Uh, but also TV, particularly going towards the evening, just before bedtime, that's real quality time for mum to be spending with child. So that's why it's also important for her. The other thing about the TV is the sense of trustworthiness. And we will come on to that in a bit. 
but from mum's perspective it's something that if she's just slightly out of earshot or she might just be going into the kitchen it's the device which she actually has most trust that her child will be safe in terms of viewing that content as opposed to potentially being on a device where they might accidentally uh, be clicking onto things which you know mum wouldn't be happy them uh, looking at in terms of the laptop, um, its kind of main benefit is just that it's the second biggest screen. Generally, the laptop's quite onerous. It's quite tedious having to get it out and plug it in. From a, just a physical viewpoint, um, it's not really something you can necessarily sit on the sofa and watch because you have to have a stand uh, for it to be on. Um, but it is established. It's something that um, has been in the home for quite a lot and mum knows how to use. It's also, again, another aspect of trustworthiness is that mum thinks there's less chance of the child being able to, to do things for the keyboard. It kind of stops them uh, navigating away from the content. But mainly it's because it's, if there's no alternative, it's the laptop. So the tablet, of course, its portability is its real uh, kind of strong point. It's easy to access, but it also, particularly as a child gets older, so in that kind of two and a half up to the three and a half stage, it gives them much more of a feeling of independence because they're kind of sat there holding it themselves and it's kind of their, their device, their content. So mum really likes having the child to, to feel like, uh, you know, that sense of importance. Um, the thing about the uh, tablet, of course, though, for the younger, uh, younger kids is because if they can't navigate the content themselves, it does require mum to be around and on hand, especially if there's pop-ups or things like that that she needs to help with. So it can be slightly less convenient from a TV point of view, which, of course, can just be rolling content that mum doesn't have to worry about. In terms of the mobile phone, um, the biggest kind of benefit is really being out and about. That, that's kind of the core time that mum will use mobile phone. For the youngest children, it's also the screen that they can hold, so that has an advantageous uh, side to it there. But fundamentally, it's mum's phone, and you know she wants to be on the phone, or you know being able to text, being able to call, being you know being on Facebook. It's her kind of uh, you know way of being in contact with the outside world. So actually, she's not that keen on necessarily her child having access to her mobile phone. But certainly when she's out and about you know that when you're in a restaurant when you're when you're in the car it's ideal so when it comes to access for uh, different devices tv is by far the predominantly used screen followed by the tablet the mobile phone and then the laptop last which is for all those reasons that we've mentioned above the other thing about the TV, when we compare it to the tablet on a daily basis, it's used three times more frequently than the tablet. So it's also the one being used most often on a day-to-day -day basis. And in terms of trust, what we mentioned before, it's 70% trust uh, worthy. And the closest to that was a tablet, which was around 50%. So in mum's eyes, it's significantly more trustworthy than these other devices when it comes to content watching. We also wanted to understand um, from uh, an attention perspective which of these devices are most likely to grab a child's attention when it comes to such things as products. And in mum's eyes, again, it's, it's very much the TV. And again, all those reasons we've said before, it's the biggest screen, it's the one that they're watching most often, it's the, the screen that mum uh, trusts the most. And for that reason, again, it's also the one that's more likely to trigger the child's interest. 
And the types of things that do trigger this uh, interest from the child, it's stuff that um, they can identify with. They like seeing children like themselves in content. They like the familiarity, whether that's a, a character that they relate to. Um, in terms of, uh, remember this kind of preschool age, where, especially the younger end, we're talking about kids who very much mimic behaviour. So strap lines that are easy to mimic and, and respond to, music that's simple to, to hum and repeat back, these are all the types of things that kids will kind of um, catch on to. When it comes to uh, TV viewing, um, one of the really interesting things is this idea of mutual viewing. So looking at a child on average across uh, the different hours of the day, um, it's around 4% of the time that they're actually going to be on their own. Aside of that, it's either going to be with mum or mum's going to be in earshot or it's going to be with a sibling. So looking at the blue bar, we can see that that's actually the time when mum is actually viewing with her child. So that's when she's actively engaged. It's not that she's kind of often uh, doing other things. So from that perspective, we can see that she spends spend quite a lot of time in that shared space with her, with her child. And particularly, as I said before, coming into that early evening stage, that wind down just before bedtime, that's a really important time when mum is spending time with her preschooler. And I'd just like to play you a short clip. I've noticed the Callum Gate advert, I believe it is, and it's the one with the children. So there's all different variations of all the children laughing and it's saying, you know, do I look like I need more nutrients and things like that. Um, and instantly, even if my baby's doing something completely different, he might be off playing with his toys. As soon as he hears that first laugh of the baby, he's straight over at the telly, completely absorbed. Take note of adverts more with children's TV because you've got more time to sit down and actually watch it. Whereas adult TV, you're more likely to just skip through the adverts because you want to watch what you want to watch. I would say the impact of adverts change when I'm watching it with my child to when I'm not watching it with my child. Um, especially around this time of year as Christmas is approaching. Um, I like to see how my child would interact with that particular gift if they show an interest. Um, and therefore I'm more likely to purchase it. Um, I find myself far more interested in the adverts for children when I'm watching them with Tate because if he stops and listens to the song or is very concentrated on it, I'll get it into my head even though he's so young that he obviously wants it. So I want to then go out and buy it for him. So yeah, that, that paints quite um, a, a clear picture about the, the way mum is influenced by the way that their child is engaged with the content. And even if their child can't necessarily articulate that, it's the way their child is emotionally responding to something, which mum then sees that enjoyment, sees that pleasure and thinks, wow, okay, this is really something that they're enjoying and I want to engage with that. And as they're talking about there, then go and buy related products um, for that. So in terms of kind of thinking about that kind of advertising, um, mums say that they're much more likely to purchase as a result of something they've seen on TV uh, comparative to these other devices. And as we were saying before, it's the bigger screen, it's the one that uh, the child's viewing much more frequently. And so for all those reasons, it is the one that is most likely to influence that purchase behaviour as well. Thinking about uh, kind of the, the picture for Sky, so what does it mean in the real world in terms of this research? Uh, well, for Sky, first of all, it was about understanding the marketplace and being able to share that more widely uh, within their own organisation, but then also to their clients that they work with. 
It's being able to uh, build a proposition for clients in terms of how they target mums in the preschool market, particularly that question of, well, what's the point, for example, in advertising during preschool time? But actually, we've already seen a massive amount of that is spent viewing with mum and grabbing her attention. And then also in terms of their own development, in terms of their offering uh, to their customers and how they uh, get attention uh, to children. Thank you. Um, I don't know if uh, you'd like to uh, ask any questions now. Is that, yeah? Hi, um, I'm Lucy Gill. I'm from uh, Diggles Consulting. So I, I also do um, research more on the, on the call um, and I've looked into this side of things a little bit myself. One of the things I found really interesting, um, what you were saying was that, that TV is still king, which is very much in line with what I've seen. <coughs> One of the very interesting things um, I found, so I wonder whether it's something you've seen, is that chil children are, there, at the moment they're, they're doing, spending most of the time on the TV, but a growing amount of time on the tablet, more on apps mm -hmm. at the preschool age than they are on TV content. Mm -hmm. But something really fascinating seems to happen when you give them access to TV like the Sky Kids app, for example, um, on that tablet, that their desire seems to grow to use it. There seems to be a push from the kid to be viewing it on the smaller screen. I think because from the way we've seen it and um, the research I've done, it seems to be that they have control over it. Mm -hmm. I wondered whether you, so I think statistically, TV is still absolutely um, got the majority. What mm -hmm. I'm interested to know is whether you saw a shift for the homes where they are using TV um, on, t on the tablet and whether or not that you're seeing the same thing in terms of the kids' desire to use it on that platform. Yeah, um, I think from the uh, kids' point of view, particularly where there's siblings in the house and older brothers and sisters, the tablet becomes a very aspirational device to have and to hold and they see their kind of older brothers and sisters playing with it. Of course, the, the age group for this kind of preschool market, the bottom end physically aren't going to be able to hold the tablet. So we are talking about those slightly older children. Um, and it is, as I was saying um, before about that idea of having some greater independence. So when they do have this screen, it's very much there. It's right in front of their face. And they can sit engaged and be absolutely quiet for 20 minutes while their while they're program's on. Um, the only issue with that content is whether they can navigate and, and direct themselves to other things within it, otherwise mum's going to have to be on hand. And of course the other issue with screens generally that we find from mums is that she tends to limit screen usage with devices much more so than she does with TV. So that's another reason why... Yeah. And the mums don't really like it because they then, as you say, don't have that shared experience because they can't see what's going on on the screen. Absolutely. So it's it's, a, it's a, one of those trends that seems to be the mums pulling it back and the kids pushing for it. So it's really interesting. I think it's behaviour change really interesting over a few years. Yeah, I mean, it's such a big driver being able to spend that time together. And as you say, when it's on the tablet, mum's kind of, you know, looking over her shoulder and she doesn't really get the same experience as when they're watching TV. Sorry, just going to in with a quick question. Um, there seems to be a bit <clears throat> of a contradiction in, in within a couple of the numbers in your presentation in that you said 34% of mums w were using TV to sort of sit the kids in front of while they'd go and do something else. Mm -hmm. And yet you, your, your percentages for the kids viewing on their own were very, very low in like sort of the two to three to four percent. Um, I mean, from my own experience, it's, that it, that it's much more than that, um, that kids viewing on, on their own. So I just wondered mm -hmm. whether you thought there was something going on there. Well, in terms of that first 
I'd, I'd, it's probably easier to talk, talk about this afterwards and we can go through the data, but the first uh, percentage was actually any device, so it's not, it's not just TV, but it was a general kind of drivers and triggers to using something. So the trigger might be this convenience aspect. But when it comes to soulless viewing uh, for the preschool market, um, sometimes it is the actual mutual viewing, which is the next chart that we talked about but it's not just always going to be with mum sometimes it's with siblings but it's also viewing when mum is within earshot and she's always got her child around because this this age group it's it's very young this preschool so it's not it's not a case that mum wants to be upstairs for example when her baby's downstairs so I think that's probably where um, it's a, the difference in shift in terms of the older children that would be viewing a lot on their own um, my question's related to that because I was interested in the uh, the large numbers that you've got for yeah. the parent viewing with the child. Yeah. Uh, this is probably revealing my own shoddy parenting, but <laughs> uh, that seemed really high. And um, I wanted to ask a bit more about how you define that. So is that like mum sitting down and watching the programme, you know, in a kind of attentive way mm -hmm. or is it sitting down and like you know checking your mobile while the child is watching the program no, I would obviously never do that and uh, or is it just being kind of within earshot so what's your definition there of um, well in that one it was based on the survey uh, so I think the question was I go back to it um, when was your child viewing and who were they viewing with um, so it was a case of viewing with the child or viewing with a brother and sister. But of course, you may read into that that they also had their device with them at the same time. Um, so yeah, it, it could be a bit of both, to be honest. Hi, thank you. That was interesting. Um, my question's sort of related to the lady's question behind me, but when we're looking at um, TV being number one still, and you said that trust was a major factor mm. of that, so mm. parents trust TV more. Mm. As we see um, younger generations starting to have children who are more used to using tablet devices from a very young age, do you think that trust factor is going to go up and will that have an effect on tablets overtaking TV, or do you think that desire for that mutual shared activity will still kind of overrule tablets kind of <coughs> becoming number one, I guess. Um, well, in, it's difficult to know. I don't, I don't know is, is the honest answer. We don't know how things are going to shift. Um, you're absolutely right in terms of point of reference. The more uh, the generations kind of go, the more we're going to be used to interacting with devices. Um, I think predominantly, though, there is still a fear around children being able to get outside of the content that they're supposed to be looking at. And so for that reason, mum still feels like she has to very much, especially at this age group, where she's having to navigate the content for them. Um, I think there is still a fear that, oh, they're going to click on something that they shouldn't do. And so that for that reason, um, I think it will still have a little bit of kind of... Um, fear against, against the TV, uh, but you're right, I, I would imagine it, the trust factor would increase, but at the moment, I think it was around, um, I'm trying to remember the numbers, so it was around 50% trustworthiness for the tablet versus 70% for TV, so yeah, you could imagine that over time they may start to merge. Thank you, Claire. Thank you.